Welcome to the October 2021 edition of RCV Clips, our podcast about all things ranked choice voting. I'm Kelly, a member of the resource staff, and I have Rosemary, our business operations director, as well as our policy director, Chris, with me today on this episode. We'll be discussing some of the exciting things that have happened in the past few years. Welcome, Rosemary and Chris. How are you guys this morning? Doing good. Just fine this morning. Good. We haven't done an update in a while. I know. (laughs) I was like (laughs) thinking we should... We'll we'll address the elephant in the room later in the episode. Good things come to those who wait. So... Exactly. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's talk about RCTAB. You might actually remember our list to our listening audience as the Universal Ranked Choice Voting Tabulator Software, which is a lot of a lot of a title of a name. <laughs> um, but we actually rebranded a little bit this year, and it's getting its own logo and a new name. So, um, you know, more importantly, though, RCTAB is getting a lot of use and recognition in some pretty big places. Um, Chris, I know you've been involved in that. Can you tell us a little bit about what is happening with that software? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so RCTAB, formerly the Universal Ranchers Voting Tabulator, uh, is, for everybody who who may not know, is a range choice voting round-by-round counting software that we developed with Brightspot, some developers out in the Bay Area. And we've been working on it now for... I, want to say four years. Um, And we've been adding features all along, adding compatibility with different uh, types of data from all the different voting system vendors to make it as uh, robust a ranked choice voting counting tool as possible. Um, And so at the end of last year, New York City put out a request for proposals asking for people to submit ranked choice voting counting software tools to help them run the ranked choice voting election there. So in that came out in November. We spent a few very busy weeks getting a like 120-page application together for, for our, our response to that request for proposal. We sent it in. We got accepted. Um, and then for the first half of 2021, as New York started up with actually implementing ranked choice voting, we went through... Uh, the testing and certification process at the state of New York, like at the state level to in order for us to actually get used and be approved for use in the city's ranked choice voting elections, uh, which and we were we were planned to get used in the primary elections. They had a couple specials that we didn't get used in that they hand counted because we were going through that testing process. Um, anyway, we uh, We spent a few months going through that. Uh, The months of April and May were especially hectic as we threw together um, a ton of materials to get to the the State Board of Elections to have them review and have their testing lab SLI review um, and to finally sign off on on the use of the universal tabulator. It took a lot of long nights and a huge team effort from everybody at the Resource Center to pull all that together. But finally in in late may may 25th the test lab reports came out and we got approved for use by the state board of elections commissioners in the in the state of new york and then the next week the city board um formally adopted the universal tabulator for use for the june 22nd 2021 primaries in new york city so that was it was very stressful it was very busy but it's also really exciting to have this software that we we've built from the ground up um, with a ton of support from the ranked choice voting community with our amazing developers and to have it 
you know, get used in the biggest ranked choice voting election in the United States. It just shows that, you know, we've really put in the work to make this the best possible piece of software we can. It, um, and to, you know, get approved as a piece of voting equipment in New York State in particular is very challenging. It's a really high bar to clear. And I'm really proud of all of us that we managed to get through that. And then the other big thing happening this fall is we're the universal tabulator is sorry, RC tab. I'm still uh, retraining myself on the branding as well. But RC tab is also getting used in Utah this fall. There's 23 cities in the state that have adopted ranked choice voting. 20 of them have ranked choice voting elections this fall. And nine of them are going to be uh, running their round by round count uh, with the universal tabulator with Sorry, with RC tab. Um, so I'm really excited to be seeing that happening too. We've given some training to all the folks in the counties there who are running those elections. Um, and we'll be we're really looking forward to seeing how all those elections go and and pitching in to support those counties as they run their results. Thanks, Chris. You know, I, I think people in the general public don't understand all of the things that go behind you know, voting equipment, software that's used in elections to make sure that everything is safe and secure. So, um, you know, navigating that process of being approved um, definitely has been interesting for all of us. I think, I think we learned a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Huge learning experience. Uh, I wish we'd learned <laughs> a some of it a little experience. earlier, but we learned it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And, you know, I think the great thing about the RC tab software is that it removes a barrier to implementation for ranked choice voting, you know, for some jurisdictions that may not um, have the ability to purchase really expensive equipment or expensive software to do the round by round count. So I'm excited that we're continuing to move that forward. Um, So another great thing, RCVRC is growing. Um, We are so excited that we're adding a few staff members. Um, We've had some great Um, you know, grants come through to help us build capacity and Rosemary's been heading this up. We'd love to hear more about this, Rosemary. What's going on with our um, hiring process? So we're hiring for two positions. Uh, The first is our technical program manager. And this person, the the ideal candidate, is going to be very heavily involved with RCTAB. And all of the things that we learned about managing the documentation and how the, the software has to sort of grow from, from one end to the other and be uh, available to as many jurisdictions as possible, we realized very quickly that that is a full-time job for someone. So thanks to some uh, very generous grants, we're now able to fund that position. We've interviewed, we've done the initial round of interviews. We have, um, three candidates that we're really excited about. And we're now working with our developers to do a second round of interviews and hopefully we'll be able to fill that position in the next two to three weeks, hopefully. The second position is an operations specialist and this person will sort of be available to the the staff of the RCVRC and they will, will very much be able to dabble in all of the areas that we currently work in. So they may do a little work with Chris and policy. They may do a little work with Kelly, with you, Kelly, in communications, and a little work with me or Melissa um, in the various roles that we play. And so this is an opportunity for someone to really get a, uh, you know, just a full, full grasp of uh, how we manage our, our job and 
how the organization is put together. We've also done the first round of interviews for that position, and we've narrowed it down to one or two candidates, and hopefully we'll be making that offer to them um, also in the next uh, week or so. So we're really excited. We had a ton of great applicants. I uh, wish we could have hired all of them because we certainly could have gotten them all busy. But we did, of course, have to narrow it down because when you're a nonprofit, you can only do as much as you can afford. Um, hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll be able to expand even more and, and add on to the positions we currently have. But we're, we're super excited to welcome people into our crazy group. Yeah, we're, we're excited about, you know, building our capacity because one thing is for sure that we know when you combine nonprofit work with election work, there is a tremendous amount of work to be done. And, um, you know, we the more people we have on board, the more jurisdictions we can touch and help with their implementation and administration of ranked choice voting elections. So that's that's really exciting. Um, so we recently launched our newest project. It's several years in the making and every single staff member has touched it in some way. But the project really, um, the kudos for the project go to Chris Hughes and Melissa Hall, um, our policy director. Of course, Chris is on here tonight, today. And Melissa, our education director, have spent so many hours on this flagship research project, um, RCV Maps. And Chris, I'd love you to share a little bit about this with our listeners. Um, not too much, though, because we have an upcoming podcast um, about RCV Maps completely, but we'd love to hear a little more about it. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, as a teaser, so like Kelly said, RCV Maps is this huge research project that really sort of got started in 2018 as a project when the Resource Center was still a project at Fairvote. But when we when we spun off to be our own nonprofit, to get our own funding and everything, we wanted to identify a like a, a core research project that we worked on that helps organize all of our other work that takes in all the information we've, we gathered um, in the first few years of the project, starting in like 2016, 2017, and turn it into a uh, playbook that election administrators, that uh, ranked choice voting advocates, that policymakers, anybody who's working on on ranked choice voting and in particular implementing ranked choice voting, putting something together that those folks could use to look in their backyard and say, what do I need to do in the state of New Jersey in, I don't know, in Hawaii, ideally, maybe we'll get to go there one day. Um, what do I need to do in my backyard to get ranked choice voting up and running? So what we did to do that is we put together state-level election administration assessments, 10 to 20-page analyses of every state's election administration infrastructure and, and what they might need to do to get ranked choice voting up and running. So we've got 50 assessments or 51 assessments, all 50 states plus uh, DC, um, and they're all up on our website now. Uh, you can we held a webinar last week. That'll be up on our website soon. And you'll, of course, get to tune into the next episode of RCV Clips where Melissa and I and Kelly will have a conversation about how that all came together, what we, what our our goals were, what we hope it does, how we hope people will use it, and, and what we want to do next with the project. But I'll leave it there uh, and look forward to you listening in on our next episode. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, I, I just can't say enough times how proud we are of this project and the work that you and Melissa did. Um, I can't, I'm excited to see how this evolves over time. And um, it really, I think, 
can inform everything from advocacy to legislation to um, you know actual administration in the field. So um, excited to see where that goes. So RCV Maps, as Chris said, is live on our website. Um, I hope you've been able to jump over there and see some of the resources we have. But if you haven't, it's www.rcvresources.org. Um, and actually, that's been another big project over the last year or so. And um, Rosemary, we'd love to hear about all, you spent a lot of time on getting the website like we want it within our brand with easy to navigate. And we would love to hear more about you know, what you did and what that what the website actually has to offer. Absolutely. Um, we started the website revamp, um, I guess, mid 2020 of all years. And like many things, it, it morphed into a, a bigger project than even we were aware of. And and so finally, at the end of 2020, you know, the year that didn't seem to end, we were able to launch our current theme, uh, current look. And we're very excited about that. We, we recognize that, you know, our, our website is our cornerstone. That is in a lot of times the first opportunity that people who are interested in RCV have to meet us. And so we wanted to put our best foot forward. You know, we recognize that information about RCV is constantly changing. And so there are things about our current website that, of course, immediately we wanted to update and, and revamp and, and we'll continue to do that. That will actually become a project um, as we finish up 2021 and moving into 2022, as we start looking at the content we already have and making sure that it's up to date and, and accessible as much as possible for our users. One of the features of the website that we're super excited about and hopefully we'll be able to uh, refine it even more and make it even more user friendly is we have a searchable library. Now, it's a very rudimentary uh, library, doesn't have quite the, the um, power I'd like to see it have, but we're getting there. And so if you have a topic, you know, say you heard something or read something uh, in the media or just something popped up in your social media about ranked choice voting, you weren't quite sure what it was, you know, you can always go to our website, rcvresources.org, pop over to our library and do a search of search terms. And we've got a ton of information there. Um, inevitably, as I promote this, someone will say, well, I searched this and we didn't, you didn't have it. Um, and that's where feedback is important. And there is an opportunity to provide us feedback on our website as well. There's a contact us please let us know what we're missing. Know that we'll be um, updating it as much as possible over the next couple of months and, and looking forward to having an even better website to provide. So Kelly, we had our first annual fund campaign this year, uh, Make a Difference for Democracy. Uh, can you share with us how, we, how that went with our listeners? Sure. Um, one of the great things about being a part of, you know, what is, still a startup nonprofit, and you were not that old, we're several years old, is that we really got to think about how we wanted to do development and fundraising and how we wanted to connect with people to help support our organization. So this year, we were able to have our first annual fund campaign back in July, and we were excited. We raised um, over $7,100, and our goal was 5000 so we blew that out of the water. Um, I'm sure next year we can even do more than that, ten or fifteen thousand. Um, our team knows I really like a stretch goal, so um, you know we're going to be looking to our audience to help out with that. 
Um, we also doubled our number of individual donors over last year's end of the year campaign. Um, and we've gained quite a few or several um, new recurring donors. And um, if you don't know what a recurring donor is, um, you know, some people choose to support us over time and do a small donation each month, you know, $10, $15, $50, $100. Um, to to really help us continue the work of the resource center, and you know, if you give fifty dollars a month over the next five years, you've contributed three thousand dollars to our um, annual fund. Or if you do a hundred dollars a month, it's six thousand dollars over five years. So, you know, every little bit that you give, especially if you're giving consistently, really can make a big impact on the work we do. Um, our next big fundraising push will start um, at the end of the year on Giving Tuesday. That's the Tuesday right after Thanksgiving. And we'll be sharing more about that to come um, here in the next few weeks and um, early November and all through December, because we really want you to understand the impact that every dollar you give can really make on the implementation and administration work we're doing for the ranked choice voting community. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, another facet of our fundraising is our grants, and that's really the bread and butter of our organization. And we are excited to announce that we have um, secured 650000 in grants from two different funders, um, one of which is a new funder, um, for the next couple of years. So that will definitely help keep us, you know, moving RCV implementation and administration forward um, from our our part of the, the um, space. So we're really excited about that. Um, hopefully you can participate in the end of the year giving. It's a great way to, you know, give earmarked funds that you've, you know, were earmarked for donations or, um, you know, to, to make a charitable difference here at the end of the year. So we, we look forward to that and we thank you so much if you're already a donor. Um, we know how well, um, you know, how, how much that means to us. Chris and Rosemary, there's, I feel like, you know, we could go on and on. There's so much to share about what we've been doing. Um, I do want us to cover a few more things because um, we've been fortunate enough to um, do a little bit of travel um, safely, of course, in our masks, but, um, and do some other things where we've, you know, worked with jurisdictions. Um, I want to hear a little more about that. Um, Chris, you have done a lot of work with presentations and testimony and a little bit of I guess I did a little bit of travel, but we'd love to hear about, you know, what you're doing and what's that look like for um, us in the COVID times. We're still there and you know, we're still not traveling um, freely, um, still very, very limited. And so we'd love to hear what you've been up to. Yeah. I mean, so everything I've done still is remote. I would, I want to go insight somebody somewhere soon, but in the last couple of months, um, the big focus has been uh, some work in Washington State, some work in Portland, Maine, uh, some work on some Virginia ranked choice voting regulations, and of course, Utah, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, so I'll talk a bit about each of those things. And I, I also want to hear more about your trip, Kelly, because uh, you actually got to go to Arizona and Utah. You got to get out of get out of town, get away from your desk. Um, but it was I, exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's such a change of pace after the last year and a half. Um, but I, my, my work so far this year with these presentations, um, I'll talk about Washington a little bit. We, uh, King County, which is where Seattle is located in Washington state has been really interested in ranked choice voting, but they 
don't want to they're they're trying to sort of get all their ducks in a row administratively before they uh, move forward on actually adopting ranked choice voting. So we worked with the county auditor there, which is their like local election administration office in in the county um, to set up a uh, a workshop on ranked choice voting. It was originally planned to be in person and there were three sessions, um, one about ballot design and ranked choice voting, one about vote tabulation options. So all the things you do to ballots to count a ranked choice voting election, essentially, and one just getting sort of testimony and, and hearing stories of, of ranked choice voting implementation from across the country, from administrators who have run ranked choice voting elections. Um, but we, King County, you know, did the lion's share of the work here. I just gave them a couple ideas for, for what to do. Um, but they organized these great workshops. I got to present on the vote tabulation workshop. Whitney Quisenberry from the Center for Civic Design, who we've done, you know, great uh, ranked choice voting, ballot design, best practices work with, presented at the ballot design uh, workshop, and folks from Minneapolis and a few other ranked choice voting cities just got up in front of a, a huge group of auditors from across the state in Washington, I should say. King County organized it, but it was for the whole state of Washington um, to, to talk about how to do ranked choice voting, what it looks like, what what processes you need to change, what things can stay the same. Uh, but that was just really exciting because I there were like 140, 150 people on the call, uh, if so long as I read that number right, a few weeks ago. And it was just cool to see so many people really engaged, really thinking hard about how are they going to do this here. Ideally, that's what we're doing all the time in states is giving these presentations, getting into the weeds with administrators to help them really wrap their heads around what it is to run a ranked choice voting election. Um, and other than that, we I also got the chance to testify or to present to the Portland Charter Commission about proportional ranked choice voting because they're seriously considering adopting it for the city council and, and maybe their school board and charter commission elections, which is huge. They'd be the first ranked choice voting city to move uh, to like expand from not just single winner ranked choice voting, but to add in proportional ranked choice voting. So that was super exciting. I got to do that with Deb Otis at Fair Vote. I also uh, worked with a coalition of folks that we and Unite Virginia pulled together to submit some comments on Virginia's uh, ranked choice voting regulations, which implement Virginia adopted a local options bill at the very beginning of 2020, uh, right before the pandemic set in. Uh, I got to work on that with the bill sponsor, Sally Hudson, which was really great. Uh, it was great working with her and with Matt Scoble at Unite Virginia. The bill passed and and finally it came time to get regulations sort of laying out all the details of it. And so we worked uh, on an, on providing some comments and, and helping them tighten up those regulations because they were a little bit, uh, they needed just a bit more detail and, and um, clarity on how ranked choice voting elections actually get run. But those, the comment we submitted along with a few other organizations like uh, Campaign Legal Center and Fair Vote and Unite Virginia and represent us more or less got adopted whole hog. So that was that was a huge success for us to have essentially rewritten their rules and had them adopted um, more or less verbatim. Uh, so that was just exciting to get to work on that and to testify to the Virginia State Board of Elections as well. Uh, in Utah, of course, I'm actually curious, Kelly, to, I'll, I'll stop talking finally and let you uh, talk a bit about your trip to Arizona and Utah. 
Yeah, um, we were excited back in August that we were able, or I was able, to travel to Arizona first. Um, I went to the Election Center um, yearly conference, and it was great to connect with um, you know, election administrators from across the U.S., um, even an old friend of the Resource Center, and my old friend personally, um, Karen Brinson-Bell, was there from North Carolina. Um, so it was really nice to talk with folks from all around the country, um, talk to some of the vendors who work with ranked choice voting because we do, you know, the work we do impacts the work that they need to do or they do already to be able to implement, you know, help implement ranked choice voting across the U.S. So after Arizona, which is absolutely beautiful, I had never been there before. We were um, really excited to be in Scottsdale, um, headed on over to Salt Lake City in Utah because, you know, as we said, we've got these upcoming municipal elections and met with some of the administrators from Utah um, went over to Provo and talked to them about all the resources that we can provide and the support that we can provide. So we were excited to do that and actually, you know, meeting people in face, person to person, introducing yourself. And I I feel like that has a lot of impact. So I hope that, you know, things continue to improve and we're able to um, get back to going, you know, to jurisdictions to help them. Um, You know, all the video conferences in the world just cannot um, outweigh a handshake and a smile and an in-person visit. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that in the future as things continue to to get better. We also did a follow-up presentation for Utah via webinar um, for some of the folks that were not able to attend. Um, Of course, you know, Utah's a little spread out and there's some areas, rural areas that it's not as easy to get um, into Prevo as for some as others. So we were able to also um, get several folks on the call um, the next week on webinar. So we're really excited about that. Um, you know, we've done some other things too. Um, Chris, you presented on the the um, RCV network coalition call for RCV maps. Um, I know there's a few other things you've done. What, el- what else have we, um, we done for um, presenting and that kind of thing? I'm trying to think there's been so much going on. And I actually, <laughs> I wanted to say at the top, you know, of this episode, I mentioned it's been a few months since we had an episode. And as you may have noticed, if you're listening, we've been very busy. We've been doing a lot of work. Uh, and I, the the third and final part of the Voter Choice uh, Massachusetts uh, Ranked Choice Wedding Campaign series is coming out soon. I promise it will be done uh, and as soon as we run out of other things to do. Um, but yeah, we've been... We've been working on a few, a bunch of other things. Like you said, I, I, we got to present to the RCV network call about RCV maps and uh, sort of get the the maps project in front of advocates early. Um, we worked on a cost assessment for uh, some Missouri ballot measures that are going through the petition phase right now um, to help, you know, narrow down what exactly it might cost to replace the non-ranked choice voting capable voting equipment in. Missouri, what it would cost to move the sort of hardware of their elections over to ranked choice voting, um, because that was sort of a big question mark. And RCV Maps helped us do that, and it helped us get that information out to a bunch of folks working in Missouri to to get that information in front of the auditor who was put, putting the cost assessment together for the those petitions. Um, what else have we been doing? We've been doing some work in Michigan. There's a couple ballot measures there. We've had a couple uh, meetings with folks in Colorado where they're all, they've also got a ballot measure this fall. 
not only are we currently working on all of these things that have been mentioned, but, you know, looking forward uh, as we get into 2022, you know, I mentioned the website will be a, a focus, but we're also going to be um, updating the RCB maps project already. Um, so even though we're, we're currently very busy, it's not going to let up anytime soon um, for us. And oof, it's going to be a busy year and we haven't even gotten to 2022 yet. You know, one of the things we, we think about, we talk about a lot and, and sometimes we don't have as much time as we'd like um, is, is our planning and thinking about the big picture because we're, we're doing a lot of things every day. Um, so we were really fortunate in September to be able to go on a training retreat with the entire team um, in person. Um, and and it, was, it was a great week of, of, first of all, getting to know each other even better and also doing a lot of visioning and thinking about what the future holds for the Resource Center. And Rosemary, you did a lot of the planning for the retreat. So would love to hear from you about um, you know, how it went, what we did, all those kinds of things. So, you know, you guys know this, some of our listeners may not, you know, we're a hundred percent remote. So for us, there is no office for us all to gather in each day and plan our day. So to get a, an in-person retreat like this is kind of nice, especially since we don't work face to face with each other every single day. Um, as Kelly said, late September, we all gathered in beautiful, beautiful Williamsburg, Virginia, um, um, again, it was as much as we enjoyed the meeting part, you know, the actual work day that we had with, with the entire staff, we also were able to really sort of bond even more as a team and, uh, kind of get a, an even better sense of people's strengths and weaknesses and how we work together. And, you know, I think we really came out of this retreat stronger than when we came in and, and we were pretty, pretty impressive. I thought when we went in, um, so it was just, it was a good, it was a nice break. It was a little bit of initial travel for some of us. Kelly, I'm still upset that I didn't get to go with you to Arizona and Utah as originally planned, but we now have everybody in my house vaccinated and masked up. So bring on the travel. Um, so Williamsburg, for those of us who had not done a lot of traveling uh, because of, of the last, the, the, of the pandemic, um, was a nice safe step out into that world again. And, and I'm kind of like, Chris, I'm ready to go somewhere now. So uh, if anybody needs us, please call. Uh, but again, the, the retreat was, it was just a really good, good thing for our organization. And we're looking forward to hopefully doing a full staff and board retreat maybe next year sometime, as long as we can do it safely. Yeah, I think that's a really great part of that to bring out Rosemary. Um, and I know we learned a lot about each other, um, you know, just meeting in person. Um, Rosemary and I had, and Melissa and I had met in person, but Chris, you and I only met for the first time after working together almost, you know, a year and a half. I know. Um, it was very exciting. Face. I know it was great. Yeah, it was. And, and the team learned about my challenge um, with using my GPS appropriately because I was the driver <laughs> a lot of the time. So <laughs> it, like I said, we learned a lot about each other, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there. I'm glad we were able to do that. <laughs> we did get there. That's, that's absolutely true. A lot of construction going on the roads made it a little confusing. Um, and, and I look forward to doing the same with our board. Um, yeah. I think that, that, helping them get to know us personally also will be really a great, a great part of um, building um, engagement and, and, and working together um, 
to, to continue to build this nonprofit. So that's exciting. Um, one of the things we did a lot of at the retreat, um, we, we worked on certain focus areas. We talked about and development. We talked about RCV maps. We talked about all the different things we're doing. But um, one of the things we talked about is how we communicate those things effectively and efficiently and in all the different modalities that are going to be used. <laughs> um, there's so many different ways to commu communicate now. Um, we want to make sure that we're, you know, hitting all of our different audiences. Um, one of the big things we're working on right now and moving into 2022, and you might have noticed an uptick in our social media posting, um, we're really wanting to build that audience. And so if you haven't um, liked us or um, gone on and looked at some of our social media platforms, um, we'd love to, to invite you to do that. Um, feel free to share our posts. Um, we do a lot of, we do some polls, we do some Fun Fact Fridays, we do updates on the work of RCVRC. Sometimes we talk about ranked choice voting in the news. Um, but we would love ideas. If you have things that you know you want to see or you know that would be helpful for others to understand implementation um, and administration of ranked choice voting or even ranked choice voting itself, um, you know, we're really open to suggestions. So please you know, hit us up, let us know what you want to hear. Um, we also were able to launch our first quarterly e-newsletter this month. Um, you know, one of the things we've learned this year for sure, and I think probably just about everybody could back us up on this, um, technology is wonderful until it's not. So I spent some um, time on a learning curve because we have a new email platform. We just upgraded to a um, brand new donor management system. So and it has the email as part of that. And it's wonderful, but I had a lot to learn about that. So um, we were excited that we finally found a good format that we like and that we can um, you know, make sure that we're getting you guys informed. You know, my dream is for this to be a monthly newsletter. Um, we're not quite there yet. Um, and and you know, that has to do with our capacity growth. And um, But I definitely hope that you will take a look at it and stay engaged as we send out um, intermittent emails between um, newsletters too. If you have not subscribed to our email list, um, head on over to the website. It's really easy, um, rcvresources.org backslash sub subscribe. But you can also just go to rcvresources.org and there's a subscribe button at the bottom of the page. It's red. You should be able to see it pretty easily at the bottom right, typically. Um, we also have another video coming out. Lots of you probably remember um, when our tabulator video came out and we um, really love the work that Bryce McNabb, a super talented filmmaker out of Atlanta um, with McNabb Storytelling um, created for us. And now we're working on one about our mission and about, you know, why support us, why support the work that we're doing. So we're looking forward to um, telling our story in that way and sharing that with you. So that's coming out really soon too. Um, Anything else anybody wants to add? I know we've, we, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today in um, you know, a short amount of time, um, but Rosemary, Chris, anything you want to add? Yeah, I think the, the exciting thing right now is it's just been a really big couple of years for ranked choice voting. New York City's primaries, mm -hmm. um, the use of Alaska or Alaska's use of ranked choice voting coming up next year, all the Utah cities using it this fall. There's three ballot measures this fall for ranked choice voting. Uh, and a ton of just serious discussions happening across the country. There's also Virginia with its local option law. Um, Colorado already has one. New Mexico has one. There's so much potential right now. And I think there's we've seen a really huge growth in in the use of the method and in the expansion. So I'm excited to see where we're going next. Uh, and I I think 
the last year shows just how much we can do and, and how exciting it is for the resource center to be part of this, uh, you know, growing and, and very exciting uh, movement in American democracy. And now for this month's final round, where we share an interesting bit of trivia, useful tidbit, or something we just thought was cool for folks to know about ranked choice voting. Here's Chris Hughes with this month's final round. Did you know that there are nearly 8,000 election administration jurisdictions in the country? 7,858 cities or counties across the United States bear the primary responsibility for running elections in each of their states. That means city clerks and county clerks across the country are bearing the brunt of the heroic work of running all of our elections. This dedication to decentralization makes it this month's final round. Thank you for joining us today for our October RCV Clips produced by the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Follow us on Twitter at RCV Resources or on Facebook and LinkedIn at Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Don't forget to check out our website at rcvresources.org. Be on the lookout for future episodes, including the final Massachusetts episode, the RCV Maps episode, and our Eureka California series. We're excited to release our 2022 podcast schedule soon with a full series list. We would love your feedback and ideas. Hit us up and let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. You can also find our show anywhere you get podcasts. Please take some time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Our theme music is Flutterby by Poddington Bear. Until next time, I'm Kelly Sechrist on behalf of Rosemary Blizzard and Chris Hughes and the rest of the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Thank you.